Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. This podcast is designed to share important legal information without the stuffy legal jargon. I'm Tracy Mylacrane. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Rise Up in Business podcast for 2024. If you're a long-time listener, welcome back. Thank you for having me in your ears again. And if you're a new listener, I'd like to say welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to all things business and legal support. In the very first episode for the new year, I want to spend this episode talking to you about planning, and I'm going to step you through my exact process that I go through in my business to set myself up for success for the year ahead. If you've been here for a while, you know that I very much live by the mantra, there's no substitute for preparation. And whilst that was something that became ingrained in me in the earlier part of my career in litigation and dispute resolution, because let's be honest, you've got to be prepared when you're heading to court always, but it's also followed through both in my life and in this business. And it lends itself to the support that I provide for business owners, setting themselves up for success and protecting what they're building. So there really is no substitute for preparation and no shortcuts when it comes to planning. It's not cliche for me, though. It's not one of those sayings that we hear about, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. Whilst that might be true, that is very cliche. That's not what it means to me. What it means to me is giving myself crystal clear clarity on where I'm headed. I start with the end in mind and the peace of mind that comes from knowing that everything is where it needs to be and everything's in order, it lends itself to a calm nervous system for me and I'm sure that many of you are the same. My planning for 2024 was well underway before 2024 arrived. No surprises there. But if you're listening to this when it drops in the beginning of January, you may well be on your break or you may well be taking some slow time to plan out your year ahead And this podcast episode may well be just what you need to draw some inspiration or to take some tips from somebody who loves planning as much as I do and from somebody who supports business owners the way that I do. So let's dive in. Typically, I plan in quarters. I like to reevaluate or reassess my yearly plan at the beginning and the end of each quarter. But what I do at the beginning of a year, though, it's big picture thinking and it's taking the time to get crystal clear on what I want to achieve this year and what that's going to look like. So the very first thing I do to set my business up for success is I get clear on what success looks like for me this year. It changes over time. What success means to us at the beginning of our business journey, it will change and evolve as our business change and evolves. And that's okay. I'd really like to pause here and say that that's okay because I do speak to business owners who doubt themselves or second guess and they think, gosh, when I started out, I really wanted to do this, but now that's fallen away and it's less important. Now I want to focus on that. Oh, does that mean I'm not sturdy? Does that mean my foundations aren't solid? No, it doesn't mean that. We evolve and grow as people. Our businesses evolve and grow. So it's only natural that what success looks like for us will change over time. So at the beginning of each year, I like to assess what does success look like for me now? At the end of this year, what will I regard as a success? And as I say, it changes. 
for me this year, success very much looks like slow mornings, spaciousness, aligned clients to serve, and has very much a nurturing feel to it. So nurturing myself as the business owner and as the person, nurturing my relationships and nurturing my clients. And for me, the spaciousness allows for that to occur. So there is no hustle culture here for me this year. For me, success looks like the slower pace and the spaciousness and the serving my clients in a beautifully aligned, calm way that I know I'm destined to do in this business. So that's the first thing. What I will say here is that I do have financial metrics in place, absolutely, and I think everybody should. It's a no-brainer. And for me, it goes without saying that we're crystal clear on our revenue and our fixed expenses and that we're all over our variable expenses. I don't even feel like I need to mention it because that's how ingrained it is for me. But I wanted to pause to say the flavor here for me is not driven by the finances and the financial metrics. The finances and the money is a beautiful byproduct of what I do in my business and it serves me well. And it allows me to serve my clients to the highest standard that I possibly can. So it's important. The money, it's important. The finances, it's important. But it's not what drives or dictates my measures of success. So I just wanted to share that. That's aligned for now. It hasn't always been like that. And certainly I've had some blocks around focusing on the money and growing the numbers and I'll dive into that a little later in this episode, but I've worked through those. And so now I'm at a season in my business where the hustle culture is gone and the spaciousness and the slowness and the aligned clients is what's really driving me. And that's really how I am measuring success in my business this year. The second thing I do when I'm setting my business up for success for the year ahead is I get really clear on what I'm saying no to. That too evolves and changes over time. So for me, I like to assess what does a good opportunity look like for me? For example, being invited to speak on someone's podcast or being invited to speak to somebody's audience. That's lovely and I'm always grateful that people resonate with my content and that they want me to come and share my thoughts or my expertise on a particular topic. But so that I don't lose time agonizing over how to say no or whether it's right or what should I do, it just doesn't feel aligned I get crystal clear at the outset on what does an opportunity look like for me? What will I say yes to and what will I say no to? What's underpinning what I'm saying no to this year is things that aren't aligned and opportunities that aren't aligned. So for me, that means anything that resembles ending up in overwhelm or being super reactive or compromising my time and my ability to create that spaciousness and speaking to audiences that aren't aligned for me. I know I'm not the lawyer for everybody. I'm very high touch. I'm very collaborative. There is a lot of collaboration with me if we work together. I'm not the lawyer you go to when you want a tick and flick. Give me a quick document. She'll be right. Thanks so much. I'm too busy to talk to you. That's not me and I'm okay with that. I'm a very high touch service. I really take the time to get to know my clients, to get to know their business so that I can create solutions that will work. And so I can design documents and agreements and contracts that will actually work and that will withstand the challenge if ever my clients are challenged. What that means is if I'm invited to speak to an audience who aren't aligned with my approach or my way of thinking, then I would not be doing myself or the audience a service 
to say yes to that opportunity. So I can gracefully and graciously say no, thank you. But getting clear at the outset on what it is that I'm saying no to really helps set me up for success because I don't need to spend time and energy agonizing or contemplating over an opportunity that's presented that's not aligned. The third thing I do is I check my prices. This doesn't mean I increase my prices every year or at the beginning every year. That's not what this means and I don't do that. But what it does mean is that I like to check in with my pricing, my revenue metrics, my fixed costs, and I like to take some time to update my market research. So I've been in this game long enough now to know what value I bring and to know that the level of high touch point service is not the norm. You don't find it everywhere. So I know where my pricing sits to be really aligned with me and the quality of the service that I provide. So I like to check in as part of my yearly planning that that still feels right for me and it's still sitting where I'm comfortable for it to sit. And what this does is it sets me up to not get caught up in imposter syndrome or self-doubt later if my value or my pricing is challenged. Because like any business, sometimes people will question my pricing and I don't like to end up in a spin like I did earlier in my business questioning myself, oh my gosh, am I charging too much? Am I not charging enough? Holy moly. I don't find that being in that space serves me or serves my business. So I check in on it at the beginning of the year, then I can deal with whatever comes without going into a spin and without spending time and energy in that space which doesn't serve. I've got two more things to share. Fourth, holidays. Yes, holidays. I actually sit down with my annual planner as part of my setting my business up for success process and block out the holidays and the time that I don't want to be at my desk. And usually that is very much guided by the school holidays. So my two children have a lot of holidays. They're in one of those schools that have a lot of holidays. And so I like to make sure that I have time to spend with them and be present in the holiday periods. So I sit down and block out in my calendar the time I want to be away from my desk. And from there, I'm able to plan our adventures and our experiences. And then I know what I'm working towards in terms of financial metrics because I know how many weeks of the year I've got to work with. So these really all have a synergy. All of my planning processes have a synergy, as you can see, and they're tried and tested and I know they work for me. Certainly earlier in my business journey, I was not generous with time away from my desk in the school holidays because I was in the mindset of, holy moly, I need to be available to everybody all the time, otherwise I may not get any more clients. That was me in my first year of business. That is not 2024 Tracy. That hasn't been 2022 or 2023 Tracy either. So now, though, I like to plan for it and then I can work backwards from there in terms of planning, diarising, financial metrics, allocating work and workflow because I know what periods I'm going to be away from the desk. This also includes travel interstate for work. I do a lot of that and I like to map out to the extent that I can, which is usually fairly extensive at this time of year, when I'm planning to be away and for how long. And that also helps with my workflow planning and again, my financial metrics because I know how much time on the tools I've got to work with. So that's really helpful as well. And then I've got a really high level view of my year and it, to be honest, I find that really exciting because there's a lot of variety there. There's a lot of connection there with clients. There's a lot of nurturing relationships and meeting new people. 
And there's a lot of time to be present with my children. And that's one of the main reasons I started this business was to be able to be present with my children. Can't say that presence has been something that I have mastered yet, but it is certainly something I'm prioritizing and I'm getting better at it. And the very last thing, the fifth point to my setting myself up for success for the new year process, this one is not sexy, I have to be honest. It's risk mitigation strategy. I reassess my risk mitigation strategy as part of my planning. What is that? Yes, I know it sounds dry. I know it's not sexy. But to me, peace of mind and a calm nervous system are sexy as hell. So my risk mitigation strategy is reviewing and updating my engagement letters for my clients, making sure they're exactly where they need to be. They're reflective of how I do things now. Any tweaks, no matter how minor, I make them at the beginning of the year or in time for the beginning of the year. Then I check in on my insurances. And I know this one doesn't sound particularly enlightening, but it actually really is because I like to make sure I've got the level of cover that's reflective of where my business is at now, that I've marked in my calendar, my planner, all of the due dates so that I know nothing's going to fall through the cracks. And I just have that peace of mind knowing I'm covered, I'm protected, I've got this, I've got the dates there. And then I don't have to worry about it again. And I don't revisit this for another year. That to me is gold because peace of mind for me is vital and it's what underpins my entire business ethos. So my business is underpinned by an empower ethos and that goes to delivering confidence and peace of mind. And your risk mitigation is part of what's going to deliver you peace of mind. So I do, I revisit it once a year in time for the new year to kick off so I don't have to worry about it again. So there you have it, friends. That is the process I go through when I'm setting my business up for success for a new year. It's been refined over time. It's evolved over time as my business has evolved and grown, but it's tried and tested and I know it worked. So to recap, the five things I do to set my business up for success is I get clear on what success looks like for me. I get clear on what I'm saying no to this year. I check in with my pricing. I book in my holidays and block out my calendar and I revisit my risk mitigation strategy. I hope you find this helpful and valuable. Wherever you may be listening at the moment, I hope that you are able to take what resonates with you, leave the rest, but I hope there's inspiration there for you. If in your planning process, you are wanting to focus a little more on your business and on the legal side of things, please jump over to the website and download your copy of the checklist for small businesses that I've created. This is a checklist that I've designed for you to be able to cast your eye over and know where the gaps are, what you need to focus on. So it's an asset. Either keep it digitally or print it off and keep it in the top drawer. Cast your eye over it every now and then because if you do that, you will know you've left no stone unturned and nothing will fall through the cracks. As always, thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.